I could put anything up, you know, on my social media I want, say whatever I want, influence anybody who might be looking or watching or listening. You know, I choose to keep it lighthearted, humorous, because the greatest thing to connect us, obviously, love and laughter are the two things that, that I really find give me the most fulfillment in life. And I want to share that. Everybody, welcome to Movement Matters with your host, Colin Kurtz. I have a few taglines I'm going to try out. Lots of different things happen in this show, or at least this one. I was thinking about lifelong learners and the reality that this show is for lifelong learners or people who are committed to being and becoming lifelong learners. I got to test a few things out here to see how it goes, but. Basically, Movement Matters, the podcast for lifelong learners. That's where we're at at the moment. We'll see. It may evolve. I think it's a good start. Definitely need some kind of tagline or sign-off, or maybe not. We'll see. Came to me this morning. We're going with it. Um, let me know what you think. This is a fun show. It was, I expected it to be a fun show, and and it was. Um Mike and I, I forget when we met, our kids are in fourth, one of our, he has a daughter um, in fourth grade and I have a son in fourth grade. We met on a, I think a second grade or first grade field trip. So it's been a few years. And his wife was a yoga teacher here at Koru for a little bit. Um, she's still a wonderful yoga teacher in Doylestown and does a lot of wonderful things in general, to say the least, uh, Adi. But Bottom line is, Mike and I have known each other for a few years, and when we get together, for me, it's just a lot of fun, mixed in with, peppered with, some very uh, sincere and focused, um, I don't want to say serious, but definitely earnest moments. We'll go with that. That seems like a better word. But needless to say, the beginning of this show is like a lightning round of... <laughs> Like a speed round of just who's going to crack. Can we keep up with the uh, the momentum that we've set? And um, it was a lot of fun. It's pretty goofy, especially for me. And then it settles in. And I think we find a, a different stride. And again, that earnest sort of tone kicks in, as you will see. But definitely a fun episode. Don't need to say a lot about it in terms of content. Uh, we did consider, though, I will say this, we had thought about discussing more macro events, uh, especially even one of the most macro, the, the realities of Gaza Strip and Israel and Palestine and the relationship that we all have as um, humans and uh, citizens of the world, is what I meant to say, with that particular millennia-long challenge and we didn't get into it but i will say 
Um, and there's a reason we didn't get into it. One, mostly, there's nothing new to really add. Obviously, we don't have anything to add. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about it. It's just we don't have anything really spectacular to add. Um, it came up as a potential topic because Mike's wife is is from Israel and and she's uh, she has family there, so it's it's certainly relevant. And we we discussed it beforehand, but we agreed, yeah, let's not bother. We have plenty more to talk about, uh, especially parenting, obviously, with our kids in the same class. Well, one of his daughters, that is, and my son Griffin. Um, and parenting is a good thing to be discussing. It's probably more worthwhile, quite frankly. And uh, I actually would like to consistently be talking about parenting because, quite frankly, I think, actually, it's relevant to all of these issues, micro and macro, all of these details that we're needing to reevaluate and reform our understanding of and absolutely be learning about. Uh, but I will just say this, Gabor Mate, with respect to all things going on uh, with regard to that quote-unquote conflict, that challenge, that particular um, obviously deeply rooted historical problem that we're trying to find a solution for as a species, I believe Gabor Mate is probably the most informed and, and intelligent voice at the moment on this subject. So if you haven't, I won't paraphrase what he says because I, I know I won't do it justice, but if you haven't listened to anything that Gabor Mate says, I encourage you to do so. Go check it out. Probably learn a little bit. And if you don't want to listen to him talk about that, at least go engage with his overall really um, wisdom that he shares about trauma and the realities of our culture and our civilization and the potentials for what we all need to learn in order to actually evolve and move forward as a species, which quite frankly is what Movement Matters is really about. <clears throat> so, and he's a, actually he's more or less a somatic practitioner as well, even though he focuses more on the psycho, the psychoanalytical side and the psychology side. It's all psychosomatic at the end of the day, in my humble opinion. Even permaculture is basically just a different scale of somatics. Okay. I can explain that another time. <laughs> Probably when we have on Victoria Holderer, which will be uh, next Monday. That's exciting. Looking forward to talking with her. Another local uh, <laughs> celebrity, if you will. Which is what Mike is. Before I say a little bit more about Mike... I don't need to plug native this time because fun little cameo in this episode is actually um, near the end when Jay is actually on the show. We joke about native quite a bit in the show and eventually Mike, um, I forget who said it actually. I didn't take any notes during the show because it was such a whirlwind. But I think Mike said, why don't we just call Jay? Uh, regardless of who said it, we called Jay and he answered. And so that was our little shout out right there to native. <laughs> And that was fun. Last thing I want to say about this general subject of somatics and what we're all learning and the fact that even... Uh, it's, it's annoying to say it as the Israel-Palestine conflict because it's not that. It's also not about um, Judaism and Islam. It's not about at the foundation any of these things. 
And I, what I mean by foundation is the more you dig, the deeper and deeper and deeper you get into any particular issue. But again, I'm not trying to add any new piece or a new perspective to an obviously very nuanced point um, challenge. But I will just say, I read an article recently that's more about, uh, what is this again? This uh, crit CRT, critical race theory. And I think this too has a lot of, Everything. I think nuance is the the word that we all hopefully learned to appreciate from 2020 and will continue to integrate into our conversations and our thinking. But specifically with regard to critical race theory, I don't want to say anything too definitive about it because that just seems pretty ignorant. I think in general, I operate with a both and attitude that there's validity to both perspectives and other perspectives, and it's consistently helped me to remember that and to operate that way. And until it's obviously not worth operating that way, and sometimes it isn't, sometimes there is a definitive either or, this, not that, absolute perspective. Uh, until that is obviously the case, I'm gonna operate with a both and, which is how we relate to movement as well, for the record. Anyway, Andrew Sullivan wrote this article and he characterizes liberalism in a very specific way. And I, I really appreciated the article and actually shared with, shared with me by one of our sponsors, Tony Ortiz. And he says the, um, the premise of critical race theory is essentially that liberalism is a lie. I'm, dramatically oversimplifying the article. You can go find the article at the New York Times titled um, Removing the Bedrock of Liberalism, What the Critical Race Theory Debate is Really About by Andrew Sullivan. I just wanted to acknowledge with respect to this concept of a lie and what I've been increasingly focused on for certainly the last year, especially since last November, which is nearly nine months now, um, I don't think liberalism is the lie. Liberalism does not seem to me to be the lie. I would say the idea that we're actually operating with freedom is the lie. So freedom is in quotes. Operating is a word that needs to be characterized or qualified. Um, and obviously the relationship between freedom and idea is key. So the idea of freedom, what does that mean? Essentially, and this is where Gabor Mate is relevant, I don't think we're free, most of us, in the sense that we're choosing without awareness of our biases and our preconceptions and our prejudices and our conditioning and our beliefs, both known and unknown and especially unknown. So with that, if we're not aware primarily of unknown beliefs and assumptions, I question whether or not we're actually operating or living, if you will, or existing freely. How can we be free if we're more or less on autopilot or increasingly 
on autopilot, like robots, like a program that's or operating with a program that we don't even realize is there. How can that be freedom? And increasingly so is my increasing is my suspicion, if you will, not to sound like some sort of crazy Yoda wannabe, <laughs> that we are not aware enough of these assumptions and presuppositions and and the obvious effects on how we operate. And we need to become more aware of them. And in many ways, that's what I position my, I believe I'm here to do. Um, that is what I feel inspired to be doing, quite frankly. And to, with that, come up with a way to maximize how to experience and to express a new kind of freedom with a real kind of unity. So, given how <laughs> the conversation you're about to hear with Mike and me has a very, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's a barrel of laughs, I thought I'd throw in some of the other tone here in the beginning. Plus, as I always say, I just love to ramble in the intros here, and you're always welcome to skip it. But it's good for me, and thank you for listening if you do. I hope it's good for you as well. So I'm going to go now and introduce Mike, who gave me this fine paragraph to read about him, and uh, you get to then enjoy the show. And of course, before, or I'll put this in the notes as well, but always remember, people, despite our conversation, that social media is just a tool. It is not the devil, and it is not, uh, we're not going to solve all our problems by saying that uh, everything is caused by social media or that social media is the root issue. It's a tool. And Mike and I talk a lot about that. So with that in mind, hey, go check out his social media at the official Mike Striegel and film at 11 Productions. And of course, Petty the Petty. With that, here is what Mike has to say. First off, he's been avoiding the ordinary in this here Bucks County for almost a quarter of a century. <laughs> he is also a self-proclaimed connoisseur of fun. His passions reside in video, music, family, the abstract, travel, and more fun. Mike has a degree in television production and spent time working at MTV back in the day at, in New York City. He also has an extensive background in internal communications, working for a major global innovation company. And he recently launched his own video production company, Film at 11 Productions, and has enjoyed, lastly, working with the local community. In his own words, I try to be alert and available for life to happen to me. If you're available, life gets huge. You're really living it. Mike Striegel. Only the best. I added that last part. All right, have fun. Here's Mike. Uh, buckle up. It's a wild ride in the beginning. <laughs> See you later. Do not disturb. We're Don't about to get into it. Just get into what? It. It, right. Oh, God, here we go. No, we're sponsored by Native Cafe. Yes. <laughs> Where are the donuts, by the way? Um, tomorrow. 
Philadelphia, okay. yeah, Philadelphia Table Company. It's my brother-in-law's company. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Great tables, to say the least. Yeah. You're okay. welcome to ask more questions. And Tony, know. my friend Tony. Tony Ortiz Art. Ortiz Art. Those are our three sponsors for now. Soon cool. to be Strugal Productions. Oh, Film at 11 Productions. Film at 11 Productions. That's the official production Is that the company. evolution from Petty the Petty? <laughs> he's, all, he's part of it. Oh, yeah? He was the mastermind behind it all. Petty. We forgot to do the clap sync. Thank you. You know, you know what you're doing. So it'll be like a minute before that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What, what does that mean? He was, oh, what? Let's start fresh. We need to talk about the sponsors. Let's no, clap. we'll do it again. All right, you ready? Together. Right, this whole, I hope this, I hope none of this is edited out. All right, ready? One, two, three, go. Yay! Should we have a fourth? Sure. Oh, I think we got there it. There it is. Was there, we're synced. Is there normally synced. a fourth? Synced. There is today. Good. Is that how you do it at home for, <laughs> for you and the team? For me and the team, yes. Okay. The sound is great, Colin. We yeah. sound amazing. Yeah. Like professionals. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good uh, mic. Sponsored by Shore, as you said. Yeah. yeah. No, let's talk about the sponsors again. For real. Sure. Okay, let's. What do you want to know? Native. Native. Heard Cafe. of it? Cafe. You've been sure there? Sure have. Yeah. Taken over Bucks County. One donut and coffee cup at a time. I like that. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be their their new slogan. I hope they take over. Don't you think it'd be good if they had a bigger space? I think so. I think yeah. they're doing a great thing. They are doing a great thing. I think so much of it depends on personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they got personality. They do. I've been trying to get Jay to come over here. He, he's a bit of a tease. Is he? Mm-hmm. Talks the talk, but doesn't, doesn't walk over. Okay. I guess he's just too busy. Well, he does have a lot going on. He does have a lot going on. I think that place probably is one of the only businesses that actually benefited from last year. Or didn't benefit, but it certainly did a great job. They opened up, obviously, right beforehand. They did. Yeah. They kicked ass, though. 2020 was not, from a financial standpoint, a rough year for them, I suspect. But I don't know that for sure. Well, money or not, <laughs> they got personality. They do, and as does this room no, today. No, it's really, it's that camaraderie, it's that connection you have with community and the people who are walking through your doors. Yeah. Um, they're genuine. They are. Real people yeah. working in there. And, um, you know, I, I experienced that in their prior existence in the other real estate down the street, which is no longer there. And it was really cool to see them evolve and yeah. it was a natural progression, you know, for them. And um, they're great. Yeah. I think Jay's always, he's impressively delightful all the time. That's my take on Jay. Free advertisement happening here today for Native. <laughs> Did we say they're your sponsor? They're one of three sponsors, yeah. Of the Movement Matters podcast. That's what this is. That's what you're here for. And there's another sponsor. Two more, Mike. Let's hear Two them. more. Who are they, Colin? Philadelphia Table Company. Tell me more. Well. What do they offer? 
They make tables, fine tables, furniture for life. Uh, they need a tagline, and they, I, they're actually supposed to. That's be not s- it. Furniture for life. Is that good? I made it up. I, I love it. Furniture for life. Furniture for life. Yeah, but that could be like. Well, the implication is meant to be that you'll have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Okay. So then that's what it is. Furniture for life. Yeah, we have a few things. The desk. They made our desk here. They made this the, one? Not this no, one. No, this is, this is a better company. It's called Ikea. That's not better. Oh, sorry. I said that wrong. It's not <laughs> better. You got to put that shit together yourself. You get, you're sweating. You're confused. And, we did have to put this together. I remember directions are putting this together. Pictures only, which is good, but not good. Yeah. There's parts left Other over languages. afterwards. It's like an alien language. Well, they... Oh, I love Scandinavia, actually. Um, have you ever been? No. Uh, you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> you think we would make it? Yeah, we might not make it back. <laughs> I was in Denmark, Norway, and I'll, we'll come back to Philadelphia Table Company, I promise. I'll say something else. They are supposed to be feeding me like little sound bites, like, they're inspired by Patagonia. They're part of this One Planet Foundation. They, it's mostly locally sourced. Their pricing can't be beat for what they offer. Like they're they're very competitive pricing to say the least, et cetera, et cetera. And they have but an Instagram handle. They've got all that plug? jazz. Philadelphia Table Company. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. There's also Philadelphia Table Company Home, which is their my bro- sister and brother-in-law's home in Yardley. Um, they build it all. They've built everything from, of course. Any kind of table, mostly, I think Paul, my brother-in-law's favorite wood is um, white oak. Loves working with the white oak. But um, they do normal tables, do live edge tables, do... They, the craziest thing they've built is probably a stairway. So it go, they, they don't cool. just do the table. I think they've built booths for restaurants. And I forget for which eagle of the Philadelphia eagles... Oh. I, I not cook, not like Don Henley. No, but he that would be pretty neat too. Um, like I said, we're going to be all over the place. We're doing a great job. This is going to be the most enjoyable map or thing to try to map out for anybody. Um, but no, the eagle of the Philadelphia fo- who, football Donovan team. Donovan McNabb. No, I don't remember who, but I'm pretty sure they built a dog um, dog house for somebody. Oh, cool! A huge dog house and. A D and D gaming table. Oh, so they were all over the. That's cool. Map. Yeah. All right. Philadelphia Ta- Table Company. Yeah, mostly making tables for life. For life. Mostly making tables for, for life. life. Furniture for That's life. That's the tag. Yeah. Mostly making tables. Mostly making for life. tables ding. for life. Ding ding. And there's a third based, sponsor based in Sweden. Um, <laughs> my f- good friend, the wonderful painter, local painter, and overall artist. Tony Ortiz cool. of uh, Anthony Ortiz Art. Awesome. I, um, there's some of his work here, but not in this room. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good film. Well, thank you. Thank you. Are we done? With it's our sponsors. <laughs> okay. Done with the sponsors. Now done let's get sponsors. into it. Yeah. Let's go back to Scandinavia. I was sure. I liked that trip. Okay. Where would you want to go? Besides Scandinavia? No, in I, Scandinavia. I mean, it's a, there are, it's hey, like. Did you watch Eurovision? Vision? 
they just had they just had the finalists from Eurovision, and it was a it was like a metal band, which was surprising. Oh, right, you would want to go find the metal band. No, not really. Yeah. I wasn't really into them, but I mean that's cool that to see like ro- uh, the rock metal genre get such recognition from Eurovision. Mm-hmm. There's a great movie with Will no. Ferrell. Yeah, I yeah. forget the name and, of it. It and, might just be um, called Eurovision. Rachel McAdams. It's pretty funny. I'll look it up in a moment. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I would go just about anywhere. We just updated our passports. Would you like it if we sing or if we do the rest of the podcast talking like we are? Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, we could do I it. I think we could pull it off. I'm hope- okay with that. Let's do it. Let's give it a try. I don't think I do it very well. I probably don't. It was really good. No. Convincing. I hope we're not offending anyone. Well, I hope we're not, but I don't mind if we do. <laughs> And that gets to the overall. Well, that that's where it'll. That's probably going to be our thread to something else later. Is the the path of offending? What is? Have I offended someone? Is it okay? Can we? Is it good to not all that stuff? All that stuff about. Well, I would go. I would PCS. go. I would, going back to the travel thing, I don't want to stray too far from that because I do enjoy traveling. Yeah. My wife and I, my family, Denmark, and I, Norway, and Sweden. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd probably go back to Norway first, though. Love me the fjords. Is that where the Vikings are from? Vikings come yeah, from uh, Norway? Part, yeah. yeah. Aren't I you was part a... Viking? That's what I've heard. Y- have you y- heard that? Your lineage. I hope so, but I don't know. Uh, let's say I am. Let's. Yeah, let's say I am and move on. Yeah, I don't know what that means for me, but let's say I am. I love Thor. That's a Viking connection my friend connor loves thor even more <laughs> you can't keep up thor yeah, of course i can i think asgard isn't he from asgard As- asgard asgard. Asgard. As- asgard is that's actually one of the other products that philadelphia table company makes asgards <laughs> or was that a well name? you never know when you need to guard your ass well, I, wait, or is that native? Because they sell locally made products. They sell everything from like shoelaces to coffee, and there may be some Asgards in the midst of all that. Nice. I'm not sure. Um, but Asgard, I believe is how you say it. The Asgardians. Uh, yeah, I'm, I Loki, apologize. Odin, Thor. That's, that's as far Jeff as I Jeff Goldblum. Got. Wasn't he in there? <laughs> Wasn't he? Uh, He's not from As Asgard. I gotta get. I gotta learn more about. Do Thor. you like those Marvel movies? Stuff? Of course. Yeah. I, but I feel like I, <laughs> I watch them. I'm entertained. But I know there's this like timeline and. Yeah, and we did the whole thing with Griffin last year. It was so much fun. I bet for me. I mean, we've watched with my son Nate. I mean, he's 18 now, and we've been following. I mean, since Congrats the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Thank you, thank you. And that was before, like, mm. I mean, Spider Man. He was like not even technically part of the marvel universe at that point but um love everything about it you liked those movies yeah that makes sense the the the, art that you make why why do you say that (laughs) oh now he's really wait what wait what did you just take in a serious turn no 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 i'm not defensive i just want to know i've always thought that that those movies were too comic booky the the uh toby mcguire ones yeah okay like um Especially, Especially the third one. The third one. For oh sure, I agree. God. Yeah, I, agree. I remember that one moment where he's walking down the street. Dancing. The, he's the bad Spider-Man. Yeah, dark Spider-Man. Comical, though. You know what's funny, though? 
as comic booky as that was. I mean, remember where it's these originated from? They, yeah. They, but I thought that scene in particular resonated with not only Nate but my girls too over the years. That they they talk about it, they love it. It's almost like how they also my son in particular children Mike that they're amazing <laughs> and they enjoy the humor element of comics, you know, and yeah. and that scene was goofy. I mean that. But song was, though James Brown song amazing <laughs> and him grooving in the street and pointing left and right and doing all this stupid action, stuff yeah. yeah and his hair was like badass like oh, yeah, he looked, forward and, he looked like an emo yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah like totally a little punk who apparently can also beat you up anyways still enjoyable but the venom com- I mean it had venom like one of people's right. favorite like quasi villain but slightly heroic peep things if you will or people and it was so bad, right? And I even like Topher Grace, but yeah. I did say bad, but it wasn't good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> wow. Thanks for the clarity. But the, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire was fucking awesome. It was for great. For what it was. It was great. Yeah, for what it was. And I love Willem Dafoe. Love me some Willem Dafoe. Um, and James Franco, we, we, as much as... getting to know James at that point, yeah. He's, you know, everyone... You love or hate James Franco, it seems. I like him. I'm I thought the interview more about have the you guy? seen the interview? Yeah. <laughs> so good. That was so good. It was very good. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. Not I, traveling to North Korea though, right? I would not I would uh probably not go yeah. there. No. I love that actor, the one who played he's back in the Marvel world. He was yeah. one of the FBI agents. In um uh WandaVision. And before that, Ant- Ant-Man. Man, thank you. Which, wow. again, probably one of my favorite I, Marvel very, movies very was good. the first Ant-Man. I liked the second one, too. But I liked Ant-Man and I liked Iron Man. I recently watched that with my girls. They were first time seeing the original Iron Man, Iron Man 1, if you will. And it's yeah, so good. They are so good. So good. But, my, but everybody loves Paul Rudd. That's part of... That's who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Only it's like Keanu people. Reeves. Who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? So we're going to keep, I'm going to keep this pace going as long as we can. So Keanu Reeves <laughs> is connected to the FBI agent because of um, Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe. You didn't see that one? No, I got to admit, there's a couple Keanu movies as much as I love him. That's not a Keanu oh, movie. Oh, what is it then? It's that actor who we need to look up instead of continuing to just refer to him as that I know. Korean actor. Maybe. He and Ali Wong okay. are the stars of it. And it's a rom-com, but... Keanu is Keanu for a little in it. He's got oh, he cameo. plays himself, and does he play himself, Mike? He steals the movie. I'm sure, and he's hilarious, right? And we love. Where him. does this thread go? It, it goes that we all love Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and Paul Rudd. Back to Paul Rudd. Yep. Yeah. So my thing with the Marvel timeline, I, I don't quite get like what's happening, and now they're talking about the multiverse with Doctor Strange and stuff like that, and I'm not mm. sure, like. It's a little confusing for me. Like, well, and maybe I'm overthinking it. You, which could I tend be to do because it's made up. <laughs> um, from what I understand, is it? You might be overthinking it. I don't know. There is that line Thor says, "What you call science, or what you call magic, is actually just our science." Um, so maybe we. Just well, you, don't... Sean, you sound like Sean Connery. Well, that wasn't Can you do that my again? best Thor. Welcome to Ac- What does he say? The Rock. Well, this is The Rock. What does he say? Welcome to The Rock. 
Welcome to the room. No, that wasn't. That it. was it. You had it. I, Sosnick. Welcome to the rock. Yeah. Wow. Convincing. Yeah. I just brought Sean Connery up yesterday. Well, uh, yeah. With respect to which kind of. I don't even know. If this, this is. You're jittery, but this is just. That's normal. I'm just going with the vibe. And I love it. This is exactly what I thought we would do. But the Sean Connery. Oh, what was it? Um, Medicine Man. Do you remember The Medicine Man? The movie The Medicine Man? No, but I remember the show. uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. (laughs) Right. Not the same, except for that slightly similar title. Medicine Man is the one, I think it's the early 90s. Famous actress as well. We would know her if we looked her up. She's back to Willem Dafoe. There's a connection we can make there. Because of my my favorite Willem Dafoe movie is The Last Temptation of Christ. But hold that thought. Okay. Because I know you've got so many things to say about that. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Medicine Man, I think, is a movie that you would probably like, the kids may like. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't seen it, actually. But he's literally finding a cure for cancer in the jungle. Okay. And it's, it's a real, like... Yeah, it's probably one of the first big um what's the category like eco-conscious kind of movies that like really highlights the fact that we're destroying our environment mm-hmm. and possibly to our yeah early 90s that was that was one of the unique topics at the time i guess yeah but well, you haven't seen it so i'm so. not even sure what to be talking about it you should see it okay <laughs> it's on the list medicine sean man. connery at his best I just prime right around the rock, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that came out around then. Yeah, he was swinging from vines in the Amazon, driving Hummers, uh, Humvee, down San Francisco Boulevard. I don't know the names of any of the streets. Uh, You know, channeling his inner Steve McQueen slash just pre-Fast and the Furious type stuff. The streets of San Francisco. That's right. Which ties back to Ant-Man, because Michael back Douglas... Back to Ant-Man, thank you. Yeah, because I wanted... Was on the streets of San Francisco. And Kia, yes, the whole movie was based in San Francisco. Basically, what we're coming to here is that everything's connected. <laughs> Which is the first principle of my book, in fact, or the key agreement of everything that I really am about. Connectivity is really the, the base principle of existence. But the multiverse is still made up, though. I don't believe that's true. That that's all hogwash, despite our imagination. I don't think it's true. Well, Colin, <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny that it's true or not. I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. It's it's that's well, where the the whole Marvel world is going into this multiverse. So you think it's just made up? Because Star Trek, I think, did this too. I don't know if it's necessarily they, like, made up. Were they like timelines like but overlapped the, and with Spock dying and then he wasn't dead? I remember and, that. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, I can't really speak too well. It may not that. be made up. My only issue is the concept of those other quote unquote universes or whatnot being separate from this one. That's just, that flies in the face of connectivity. It's not true. So maybe it's real. Maybe there's a another quote unquote time and space where you and I are having the same conversation and we're dressed in tuxedos and the microphones are made of 
um, spaghetti squash, and we're actually standing on our heads because that's the normal thing to do. I don't know. Maybe that's possible. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. So your book, this is connectivity. It starts with connectivity. Yeah. Tell us more about the book, Colin. Really? You want to know about the book? A little bit. I mean, I got two copies right there. Um, I started it, well, you could say I started it years ago, but I didn't really have a structure for it until last November. I've wanted to write a book for a long time, but last November is when the structure kind of really sunk in and, and, you know, took form. And I don't know why, except that it was slightly inspired by The Social Dilemma. So that was part one of our conversation. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we're going to try to let there be a part two, even though I could keep up with that just caffeine-ridden, like, cocaine. (laughs) No cocaine. (laughs) No cocaine, right? No, no. I've never... No, I'm kidding. Um, We'll edit that out if you want. Uh, The the speed, if you will, the the speed of what we were just doing, I could keep up with that and and Kiana was going to go to John Wick. We didn't even oh get into gosh. Christ, but yeah, exactly. So you don't even, John Wick. You don't even want to go there. But uh, the book yes. is a whole different tone, a whole different pace. And The Social Dilemma definitely inspired me. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so important specifically, and it relates to the multiverse thing, funny enough, because the key line that Tristan, I believe, I know he says it. There's another guy who sort of echoes it. He says that without a shared understanding of what's true slash real, uh, we're toast. Like we need that bottom line. If we, as a country, as a species, as a culture, as a species, whatever, whatever scale, even just two guys in a room, a family, a town, that is an imp- that is a foundational priority for any group. We have to be in agreement about what's true, what's real. So. Whatever the scale, without that, we're toast. And I thought, thank you. I'm so glad somebody on with that level of influence is making what is hopefully an obvious statement, but seemingly not obvious enough. Hence, we're so willing to just get caught up in disagreements and the discord and the divisive BS to the extent that we don't even realize we're negating even the capacity to be aware of what do we actually agree on. So I love the movie specifically for that. All the things about social media, mm-hmm. fantastic. More or less kind of, I think, what a lot of us with common sense know at this point. We're being manipulated. There's an addictive tendency. There's all yeah. these algorithms, blah, blah, blah. That didn't surprise me. It was the specific acknowledgement of what we need as a species, really. And that gave me the more or less, I guess, confidence to say, okay, I've been thinking that. I have an outline. I'm going to try to flesh it out. And I did. Turned it into a book. It's amazing. It was fun, too. How cool. Yeah. So first draft is there. I've already started writing, I guess, what is a second draft, kind of playing with the structure. But the first agreement is connectivity. I don't know what else we could possibly start with besides connectivity. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yeah. Well, good luck. I'm, Godspeed. I'm, yeah. It's exciting. What a what a major thing to take on, mm. you know, to be able to 
Yeah, and all of this paper is part and, of that. Yeah. Whether it's the recordings in the back with... Connectivity. Right. <laughs> Our jibber-jabber, the... Jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber, as <laughs> Sean Connery would say. I all this it. jibber-jabber. <laughs> You're doing the more Trebecky version. Am I now? <laughs> I, I I was going to try to do Trebek. I think. No, that's Sean Connery on SNL. Yeah, you're doing I the forget, I don't know who was that. Uh, is that who played him? Daryl so Hammond. I can do the Will Fresnick. I hate you, or you're a terrible person. I want this show. No, get off of me. <laughs> My buzzer. Yeah. So good. Well, good luck with the book. Okay. I think that's very cool that you have been able to do this. I know that with any form of art, right, there's your, your the drafts and the rewrites and the, you know, editing process is huge in that. And I say with video, you never really finish a video project. You just have to walk away at a yeah. certain point. I think that's uh, true with anything, music, literature, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, well, you're... Paint. Painting. Art. <laughs> your videos are more art i'm working on creating educational content like primarily yeah. courses and we're still going to do some of those shows that we talked about months ago despite major changes here but we're still going to do some of that you're you're more inherently artistic mm. with your creations i'm typically coming at things with the primarily like educational uh intention and yeah, I don't want to educate anybody. Yeah, screw that. We don't need no education. We <laughs> <laughs> Never got into Pink Floyd. We do. We do need education. And and you're the guy to educate you us. You think so? Oh, thanks. That's <laughs> sweet of you. God help us. God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You all thought we were in trouble before. Now let's run away. Let's just not tell him. As long as he thinks that people are listening. I guess the, yeah, the book kind of just, once I fleshed out a, a structure, or I gave it a structure, it was easy to write a first draft. So You're a renaissance man. You, you are dabbling <laughs> in so many things. It's great. Well, yeah, but there is an overlap. It's all for the, I'm, all, I'm always interested and committed to the reforming learn, of the learning process. Specifically because I think what The Social Dilemma highlights is mm -hmm. how we... Actually, it doesn't go far enough, which is where I kind of start the books. Like that's, It goes so far, but it actually needs to go further, which is to say um, our entire concept of even like how to go about agreeing on things is futile. Like We're not going to be able to do it because we're inherently thinking in an ass-backwards way which is to say, first and foremost, if we're thinking that there is an inherent and implicit connectivity, we're already looking at something the wrong way. Start by recognizing connectivity and then develop the agreements, or and then develop or your relationships. Instead of thinking first there's inherent disconnection or separation and trying to figure it out from there, it's like, no, 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 no. There is connection no matter what. Let's explore that. Ironically, that is what the, I think the tech shows us and the World Wide Web shows us. It's all a reflection of everything from the mycelium in the soil to our brains, our nervous system, to the actual, on the simplest sort of 
atomic or biological level, everything is inevitably the same on a certain sense, in a certain sense, like you're worm food, I'm worm food, I'm that tree, the air, like to think that there's actual disconnection or separation is implicitly going to lead us astray, I think. This is deep. I, that's why I prefer sometimes we just <laughs> shoot the shit about Marvel movies or Keanu right? Reeves or Pink Floyd. Do you yeah. like Pink Floyd? Well, here's the deal with Pink Floyd. <laughs> They're kind of deep, too. Pink Floyd. They are deep. <laughs> they, they strike a chord deep in my soul. And I, I didn't get into them till I was older. I, you know, I, going to high school and, um, you know, the late, I don't know, when was I in high school? Holy moly. Uh, in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s. Um, not watching the medicine man. I was not, no. But I, I, I knew Pink Floyd existed. Other people I went to school with listened to Pink Floyd and I would dabble in it and I'd be like, I don't know, I don't get it. Like, I just want to have a good time and, and party and, and enjoy the finer things in life. And, you know, I was more into you know, Van Halen and, and you know, that, that party type vibe that, that music like that would bring me. And Pink Floyd seemed to bring me down. And I guess I just wasn't ready yeah. to tap into their depth, you know, and I, I, I got a greater appreciation for them, not until I got into my, my mid twenties where I, where I was really turned on to Pink Floyd in a different light and realized how good they are. And I, I, they don't just, bring you down anymore. They can. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I listened to them a couple of weeks ago. I had a longer, I was traveling up to North Jersey and I was in the car for over an hour and a half. And I, I just listened. I know it, sounds cliche, but I listened to The Wall and I put it on and I had that t amount of time to go through the whole album. And I love those concept albums that just every song kind of connects. Um, and Bob Ezrin produced that. And Bob Ezrin also produced other favorite albums of mine by Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare, Kiss Destroyer. And he had a way of just weaving these songs together and this soundscape um, that's so beautiful. Anyways, my point is that that album, The Wall, holy shit, like powerful, powerful stuff. And whether it's The Wall or Animals or Dark Side of the Moon, they, every Pink Floyd album has something to offer. And um, it's emotional. It's emotional. After that drive, I came back and I, I really was in a different headspace than I was <laughs> at the beginning of that drive I had. And uh Again, my the eighteen year old version of me, seventeen year old version, wasn't ready for that depth. It just gave me new perspective, hmm. as many things do. The social dilemma also <laughs> struck a chord in me. You know, as you were inspired to write a book, well, it gave me the. I think the, it helped me have the resolve to do it. Like I, like I said, I've been wanting to put a lot of these. I guess, ideas, but more, I would say, reflections of realities, the way I would really like to frame it. I've wanted to put it, you know, pen to paper for years, but I never had a clear enough sense of whether it was worth it, what really am I wanting to get across? Somehow that just was like the final, like, inspiration and Did it. clarity. It gave me the final sense of clarity and confidence 
it's like, okay, if people are engaged in this conversation on this level, right? Like, how many tens of millions of people probably watch that movie? <clears throat> if people are engaged on that level, it's clearly time. It's okay, right? Like, it's not going to be completely out of the blue. Yeah, much like how I got turned on to Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and really, there is a connection. Yes. Talking about connection, God. there's a connection. At that point in my life. There were darker things. There were there was more depth to things in my life. You know, it wasn't just, you know, high school hallways and skateboarding down the hallway and wh- whose you know house is the party going to be at and like, uh, wh- you know, girls this that the other thing. It wasn't at that point in my mid twenties. It was a it was a much different. You know, here I am. I'm on my own. I'm not in my parents' house. You know, the parties aren't happening as frequently. Like I'm not skateboarding down the hallways. Like. I'm still skateboarding, but it was different, you know. Do you really? I do. I'm. I can't. I'm more of a bomber. Like I'm not a a ramp. Oh, I guy, saw you. Pipe guy. I saw you skating that one night, the cold night, and you would like the. Cold. I, dr- I I left the car at the county theater where Nate, my son, was is was working. Yes, is working. All Hopefully, yeah, he'll be back there once they reopen. But um, yeah, and I I left him the car. He wanted the car after work, so I I drove the car up. Left it there for him, dropped the keys off, and then I, you know, I skated down the hill past, uh, you know, the produce place there and Volvo and all these other places. I was flying. It was at night, like no cars on the road. It's so fun to, to do. And it was, it was cold it that night. It wasn't warm. No. Yeah. No. But that was cool. Yeah, I still skate. Try to, you know, I'm worried. <laughs> I have more concerns now when I skate because I, if I, you know, fall and break something, um, you know, I can't afford to break my wrists. I, my wrists are my mm. money makers, at least my right wrist. And that sounds weird, <laughs> but it's true. Not in any weird kind of like sexual way. The wrists are my money makers. It's, but it's really great if you just explain why it's not weird. Mike. I, that might I do video, I edit. So like I need my right hand no, to be able to edit. That's the not weird way of explaining it. Okay. Yeah. I Maybe mean, I should explain it in a more... There's two you know, options. You can weird explain. way. No, what with you innuendos and you know, masked in secrecy. Nobody's look. Oh, there is a gentleman out there. Some guys know. running by, half nude. Speaking of weird, is it weird? No, no, not Shouldn't here. Be. All kinds. Anything of, there was goes a deer that just went past here at Koru. Us. That's weird. I saw a deer on my drive over too in my neighborhood. It's a sign. What does it? connected so social media is a crazy thing colin and i don't need to tell you that it's worth talking about because it's only likely getting worse yes i think i hope also i honestly hope that it just kind of implodes like we get to a point it's like i don't see how we can maintain it i don't see how it can like it's the kind of thing that will it will maintain us Hmm. It's go consuming. On, yeah, it's on. consuming. Like I think a lot of hot topics over the course of the last, do I say four plus years, have intensified because of social media. I think a lot of the you mean like with respect to Trump winning the election, essentially. I think it all started at, like for me. Like obviously these issues were there were underlying issues that existed and always have existed in this country. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was brought to the surface under that regime because 
of, you know, what was being projected by the quote unquote air quote, uh, leadership of this country, you know, um, I don't know if you have to do the air quotes since we recorded the videos. These were, but it's nice to say air quotes even. Well, though. if somebody's just listening, can't oh. people just listen without watching Crap. the video? I'm just going to shut up and stop interrupting you. You're right. You're right. Go Anyways, on. it's I, this is old news, I think, at this point, but news that continues, you know, for us with social media. And it's so consuming for people. And has been for me too. I I realize more and more how important it is to get away from it. Now I'm not a Facebook user. I'm not a Snapchat user. I've dabbled in TikTok and it's fun. It's crazy. Like what's fun about it? I don't know. Just, I get what's uh, crazy being a video guy, like the visual elements oh, and man. the filters you can use that like again, editing like an appreciation that an app can like edit your video and make them look really amazing and just the goofy underlying tones of TikTok, but there's a danger in any of this social media. Again, not on Facebook, only use Instagram at the official Mike Striegel um, is the handle where I reside, but I don't look for much out of it. Like I want to entertain. I want to be entertained. It gets... And you do. You do entertain. Well, it, th thank you. It's a very unique form of entertainment, I would say. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I have fun with it. I entertain myself more than anybody. And I, I tell Adi that, my wife, all the time, that if, you know, I don't know, if, I don't really care. If you don't have to watch or, or check out or like my posts, I'm just doing it more for me just because it's a release and it's fun, you yeah. know? And social media can be that, like with TikTok. But then there's like the reality that people get their education back to education because we do need to be educated but people are getting their education from misinformation on social media because anybody can post and say whatever they want yep and that's where the problem lies and hence over the last four years where misinformation lies um prejudice and racism and everything spread worse than covid you know in a pandemic unto itself and Social media caused that, you know, to happen. Because again, these issues have resided in this country for years. I mean, since our inception, you know, in becoming an independent country, you know, with us occupying this land from the indigenous people on the soil here. And, and it's, it's gotten, we've evolved. You know, and I think now we're at a turning point where, you know, we're, we're understanding that change needs to happen in this country, that, that something has to give, right? And a lot of people don't want change, are scared of change, and that's scary. And then they re reside on social media. It's, it's a cowardice behavior, you know, behind your screen to be able to post and say whatever you want. But again, it spreads and it spreads fast and it spreads in such a dangerous way. And again, we've seen that January 6th, you know, we saw it all come to a head and it was a horrible, horrible thing. Never since 9-11, I was sharing with my kids, mm -hmm. 
have I seen something live on television so disheartening and terrifying? And, you know, again, the powers that be, you know, caused that to happen. Social media caused that to happen. And I think, I would like to think, a majority of the people in this country don't ever want to see that happen again. But there is this underlying, you know, mindset that, that does. And it's fueled by, again, social media. It just keeps coming back to that. And I think it's always been there. And I think social media makes it worse, I guess is my point with that. I know it makes it worse. You know, again, it's always been there, though. It's always been there. I grew up in a predominantly white suburb in New Jersey, and my closest friends were black. And I didn't think twice about it. You know, prior to living there in New Jersey, I lived in the suburbs of, of Chicago. My best friend, black. Other best friend, Korean. And I didn't think twice. Now that stems from my upbringing, from the morals and values that were instilled in me from my parents, that I didn't grow up with prejudice in my household. So I didn't think about it. But now we think about it constantly because it's in our face on social media. Like it's, we're, we're other people are posting their thoughts around it, you know, and their bias, unconscious bias towards people based on the color of their skin, their beliefs, whatever it is. It's always been there, but it's gotten worse with social. And I guess my point in that is it all starts at home, right? It all starts at home and what, how we're brought up and how we're raised when it comes to us all being equal, which we are. But somewhere the waters get muddied and passed on from generation to generation, you know, that it's taught at home. It starts there. But now it's taught at home, but it's also amplified and made more intense with social media because of your newsfeed and the things that, that you're looking at and watching and suddenly, you know, everything in your feed is, is pertaining to a certain mindset or thought process. You know, and we start to become conditioned. Well, it's true. It's, this is reality. And this is the way, you know, this is what's happening out there. I don't know. I could go on and on, but I, I do know. And I think it all boils down to the fact that social media sucks. You know, and it, and it fuels hate. And it fuels division. But when you put it away and you turn your phone off and you walk away from it and you go out into the world and you look around, it's still a beautiful place. You know, there are still beautiful people. It's easy to get consumed by the trolls who are, you know, saying things and posting things and want to, again, cowards hiding behind their screens, saying whatever the fuck they want and probably wouldn't say it to you if you encountered them out on the street. You know, I think we act differently face to face. Some of us. You know, I know that's not always true. And we've seen it here in our town, in Doylestown, you know, with 
especially before the election, you know, with a lot of the, you know, um, a lot of the uh, gatherings that, that would happen in town, you know, the tensions were rising. It's very uncomfortable. And sometimes we need to be uncomfortable, right, for change, with change. I mean, change can make you uncomfortable. And I think that's where we're at now. Ranting here about social media is what it all comes down to. And it's propaganda. I could put anything up, you know, on my social media I want. Say whatever I want. Influence anybody who might be looking or watching or listening. You know, I choose to keep it lighthearted, humorous, because the greatest thing to connect us, obviously, love and laughter are the two things that, that I really find give me the most fulfillment in life. And I want to share that. Again, growing up in a household where there was no prejudice, you know, having friends that I didn't see the color of their skin ever. But I would, being close to them and going out with them and hanging out with them, there were others who I, I encountered prejudice from just by association to having a Korean friend or someone, you know, a black friend, best friend. Like, I would hear the racism. I would see what he had to deal with that I was, I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't, again, not being a, a white guy, you know, I didn't experience it. You know, but when I was with them and out and about, on a daily basis, it existed. It existed back then, you know, in the 80s, for sure. And prior to that, but I really experienced it, you know, in my middle school, now I'd say my elementary school years, again, in the suburbs of Chicago, and experienced it, again, coming back to New Jersey as well, having diverse friends. So, it was a different world, and I feel like progress is being made. And social media can help, I guess. It's like a double-edged sword, you know, because there's good that can come out of it. But there's so much bad as well, which is the danger in it. And, um, you know, I just hope that, I would hope that people find the time to disconnect and reconnect face-to-face. You know, put the device down, get the screen out of your fucking face and talk like a human being, much like we are right now, Colin. Human interaction, togetherness, the oneness. Native Cafe has a great avocado toast. <laughs> I got to tell you, Let's just uh, give them another plug. <clears throat> and I love... All of that brought to you by Native Cafe. A good iced green tea. Are you a matcha lover? What do you... I am not. This... I was... We have this coffee is, here. As I know. talk about Native, I have my Starbucks. <laughs> Venti Native Starbucks Cafe. coffee. Not, da- not too Sorry, far guys. from Starbucks. Just it's... a block away from... No, no. <laughs> Starbucks has enough 
publicity. And um, let's talk more about Native. I'm sorry, guys. I have a Starbucks coffee today. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's no. okay. It's going to be all right. The... So, dude, I went off a little bit, and yeah. you can chop that up, do whatever you no, want. No, it's it. all stay, and that's you probably just gave us most of the sound bites we need for the marketing. Um, the sound bites are going to be about Tobey Maguire or Keanu Reeves. I think there'll be a bit of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this it's is why good, I like to have fun. I know I like to to step Me too out of the the deep dark depths of the world wide web and all again the propaganda that it that we're fed by it and um you know there's so much good though i guess that's the well, that's the again that double edged sword is like i could learn more we could google you know who the guy was on wandavision that we couldn't sure. figure out his name and get that information i, I got it yeah. what is who is what's his name well hang on let's <laughs> stick let, let's on since we've obviously taken a very we've come into a different um, this is a different course in our in our meal tonight now, if you will. Should we have some sorbet to cleanse our palates? Eventually, yes. <laughs> and eventually we'll get to dessert. Well, no, that would be dessert. Not yet. Not at dessert yet. Unless you'd prefer we jump to dessert. Well, doesn't the sorbet come between? Like, it's... it's I guess it depends. If you go where... to like a fancy... Not that I've done this often, but you eat... You get sorbet at Perkins. It, if you go to Perkins. if you go to Perkins <laughs> after after you order a Western omelet, you know, and before you move on they to the next course, you have cleanser. a little sorbet. Oh, that's good to know. It wipes the taste, you know, the onion and red pepper taste of your Western omelet out, so you are fresh and ready for the next meal. Which would I can't believe probably a person in my life that wants to meet up at Perkins and and is sincere about it. And his whole reason is we won't they won't be interrupted. We'll we'll be allowed to sit there as long as we want. We won't, they won't rush you out. They won't rush us out. Yeah, it's like, well that that's possible at a lot of places like my okay. home. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Sometimes I feel like I'm being rushed out at home. Just kidding, Adi. Hmm. <laughs> awkward because <laughs> if anybody listens to this it'll probably be at least her hopefully hi Adi. Let, let's you That's gave us a lot there yes and it was wonderful and it was really i love there, there's often a moment where i just sit back and whoever i'm with or whoever the people i'm with are just they can just go it's like good this is cool I'm, right and this is a good it's good when it happens. I like when it happens. It doesn't always happen, but I like when it happens. And then you realize, you know what? I'm going to pause and make some cracker or some joke or just let there be silence for a moment. In your case, it was an avocado toast joke. Anyway, maybe there's some like nuts and bolts we can highlight about what nuts you said. Nuts and bolts. Twigs and berries. Some twigs and some berries. Let's go full crunchy. Let's get crunchy here. So you most, you were just, discussing or describing your obviously relatable issue with social media and that came up because well it's important it's relevant to us as sure. people parents and we also watched that movie um the book i'm going to tie in all of that but yes i think it doesn't have a i don't think it has a lot to do with social media except for that's its current presentation i think the it if i may is actually and what the movie largely highlighted and what I try to really start off in with this book is we actually never 
really had a good enough understanding of reality or a shared understanding of reality. So priority, I think first and foremost, like acknowledging we didn't actually have it. It's not something that we had and we lost because of social media. We didn't really have it. Not in a way that is truly, that clearly was sustainable enough for us to explore healthily and safely. You look a little, are you just taking this in? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that's me. That's my, you that's know, my concentration <laughs> face. Good. So, or, or you've completely lost me. Yeah, okay. You no, tell me when I, if I have, <laughs> I don't want that. So I'm, I'm positing that first and foremost, we didn't actually have that shared understanding. It's a, it's a falsity. It's a, it's not true to say that we had it and that we lost it. You're acknowledging that implicitly you didn't need to be told there's such things race. You didn't need to be, you didn't need to be told to be a good guy. Implicitly, it was just there based on how you were raised. That's a really important piece. Yes. So I think those two things. One, we didn't have it and we could. And implicitly, um, there's something about how we're conditioned or educated or what we're represented that obviously leads us away from truly, like you're saying, connecting experiencing a sort of what you called unity, oneness. There are things in the way of that. Social media is not the thing. It's ideas and concepts and beliefs. Sure. Social, de- social media, I think mostly just exponentially and most effectively highlights the inherent beliefs and concepts and ideas which create the discord, right. Think the thinking that there is actual separation, the acting as if separation is um, real. So first and foremost, it's not about social media. And we didn't have that a solid enough understanding before social media. We could have it. And you're acknowledging, of course, that it probably isn't actually that complicated. We just have to come back. We have to, well, there's a number of things we have to do. But what I liked you, um, so, so the book is largely starting from that place. And I, I'm intrigued by the, the attraction people have to freedom. They talk about it a lot. They seem to think that it means something even if they don't know how to explain it. And I think freedom is a good, it's a good goal. It's a good idea. It's a good I would say it's a good aspect of real life, but just ask George Michael. <laughs> what a great ref. Thank you. But it You're seems welcome. like we are relating to that word with inherently destructive, if not limiting, if not um, kind of like shooting ourselves in the foot type or trying to walk with our shoes tied together, beliefs and ideas. And I really think unpacking the desire for freedom and what freedom really means is necessary. I'm not sure there's a better place to start, especially because it's such a universe. Is it different for everybody? I think it's... No, it's not. You don't think it's it's unique? I know it's not. (laughs) Okay. There are differences, but that's the case for everything. Freedom is freedom. Freedom is freedom, but and there are differences. Freedom! (laughs) In all situations, I think there is a common 
denominator. There's a foundation we can all understand what you're, what I'm calling reality, what you seem to understand as reality. Um, and there are differences. And both are always there. I can't think of a situation where that's not the case. You and I have so much in common and we are so different. And that is true for any person I can think of. So what is it that we have in common? I would say one of those things is a an implicit freedom. But not... So what does that really mean? What does the freedom mean? And I would say that it the similar... Um, the similarities about freedom are really inherently somatic, psychosomatic, and psychological, and really come down to your capacity to understand that you have a you always have a choice as to how to um, experience existence, which is a reversal of thinking that you need to establish freedom in opposition to something. You need to make freedom the thing as a, and you need to impose freedom or fight for freedom i'm saying that freedom is implicit based on just being alive and that's true for everybody i don't know for i don't know anyone for whom that's not true really i can't think of anyone and i understand that there are probably differences that people can immediately think of say like, yes but at the end of the day we're all still human in the same kinds of ways, and that's one of the right. same. That is one of the fundamental ways. You acknowledge something else that made me think about continuity, which is to say, I don't think we have very healthy beliefs about existence and what it means to be human and be to, to be alive. And one of them, yes, the connectivity versus separation, but also the reality that there is no ending to this experience. The, there is an inherent continuity. It's going to keep going. You didn't like Pink Floyd at one point. Now you do. And you've there's a difference. Things have changed. That's going to change again. Something's right. always going to change. I remember when I met Nate, I'm sure Nate's very different today. Yeah. Everybody changes. Griffin did something, did it, did it, I did, did it. Everything continues. It's not gonna be now, it's not gonna be established this way, like a plastic, static, permanent solution or box or product. Inevitably, it's going to change and we need to go with it. If you think that that's a problem for your freedom, I'd say your idea of freedom is inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's how a lot of people operate with regard to freedom. Hence, you said something already about... Um, what did I say? You didn't use the word freedom, but you acknowledged that... Uh, <clears throat> ah, what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> things are going to change. you ranting. Said. I know, but it was good, and now I'm getting to. You acknowledge us things are going to change. Um, change is inevitable. Change is frightening. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, the fear of change. That's why people fear change, I think. Because they don't understand that it's, that's how, that's what life is. That's the, that is a foundation you for existence. You continue to evolve. You can't yes. fight evolution. You can't fight, you don't even have to call it evolution because that has some provocative undertones to it. You don't even need to call it, you don't need to call it anything. It's just the reality that it's never going to, it's always going to be different. Everything is always going to be changing. And if you can't handle that, 
you need to reevaluate. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll just keep doing movie references. I did a good there. job not being a provocative, playful monster when I when you were on your rant. But it was sorry. sorry. No. Am I a provocative? What? <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> provocative, monster. playful monster. I mean it as a compliment. It's like cookie monster. He was provocative but playful. Just wanted his cookies. Yeah, I that's all I want. I just want my cookies. I think we have some. I have really good chocolate there in that bag. Uh, I'm going to pass. It's tempting, <laughs> but thank you. Where is it from? Should we plug some place? Pierre's Chocolates, New Hope. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, let's pretend it is and just plug them. <laughs> Love me that Pierre's. You know who made that marketing video? For what? Pierre's? Pierre's? Yeah. Yeah, I know who made it. Yeah. Of course. It's not about who made it. It's about the message that's in that video and how awesome Pierre's Chocolates is. Can we also acknowledge who made it? I, I did. Really? Along with Justin. So we... But we, I don't uh, know did Justin. Justin is the chocolatier... The mastermind. Oh, of Pierre. Zaslo of Pierre's Chocolates. Yes. Hold that thought because I want to know why it's called Pierre's, but hang on a second. Oh, we, we need, need to, to take, take a, break. a quick break. That's yeah. great because I was actually thinking I'll turn the AC back yeah. on. Turn the AC, crank the AC. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to visit the palace and take a whiz. Uh huh. Which one? Which palace? Yeah. Well, we acknowledge uh, there's, uh, the, there's three. the soap trap. There's the one without the know. fan. Whichever is closest, because I got to go. There's literally one on the other side of the I've been wall. drinking this coffee. Yeah. Starbucks. Sorry, Native. Hold, hold on. We'll be right back. Native, I'm coming for you. <laughs> You're going to be closed. Wait. You gonna get been, the, been, like, you'll get there tomorrow. We'll do another clap. <laughs> back well look <clears throat> it's like this mike tell me colin Choi, you needed to relieve yourself and you have the freedom to do that <coughs> you recognize that it was better to do it in this context in a bathroom than while sitting on floor right here on the floor i wouldn't do that to you and that that's that's freedom in action right there. I often feel but, free when I'm when I'm urinating. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. There's a things are continuing. There's flow. That's um, freedom. If we could just summarize this <laughs> with a simple analogy. Yeah, freedom is like taking a whiz. Well. It's a good summary, and I don't even think that it's wrong to say that because I would I would highlight, as I do in my professional work, and I'm kidding but not kidding, that if you truly want freedom, it has to start with how you are organizing yourself and living primarily as yourself, which is to say your body, which is to acknowledge, yes, you are going to eat and you are eventually going to pee, poop. Ideally, Ew. those are the only Ew. two things. Um <laughs> ew, ew. And you better keep moving. And if you think Movement that matters. exactly, that's basically I just tied it in. <laughs> you think that freedom can be you think you can have freedom without understanding the reality of movement, then you are sorely lost. And social media is not 
the cause of that confusion. It is primary, deeply rooted beliefs that are thousands of years old, period, end stop. So maybe your <laughs> podcast could be bowel movements matter. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I've no, thought a check. lot about, I, I look, joke, um, Tony actually, one of the sponsors, gave me a birthday or Christmas card many years ago. And it simply said on the front, the card said, thank you for being someone I can share poop stories with. <laughs> and it was a real card and he meant it and it's the truth. And inside it was Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, look, if you can't talk about and respect the, if you can't acknowledge shit and waste and all the puns that go with that, I think you're you're very. I think you're a scary person. I think it's, you know, like some people prefer that somebody's going to curse. I just think if you can't acknowledge shit, you're you're in trouble. Based on what I've seen, like, there's a lot of shit out there. And if you can't acknowledge your own shit, you're oh, oh. you're in trouble. I guess I'm in trouble. Yeah, you're not. You're good at it. You're you're a delight. That's why you're here, and why this is such a clown fest. <laughs> You don't like when I keep saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean like, it in it's a like good you're way. It's a big joke, Mike. No one takes you seriously. I didn't say that, but I pre I don't want you to think that. I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> think what you want. I don't care. I think you and I have, for a long time, we've met, I don't know, like four years, three or four years ago. It's got to be at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think we met on that field trip. And the kids were in like yeah. first grade, right? The Lenape village. The, Len the Lenape, Lenape, whatever you say, village. That was fun. It was. And I so learned you, about uh, Verizon. Yeah. Why, what? Yeah. Do I remember what? Well, you weren't on our bus. I drove. I didn't but, take okay. a bus. Yeah. We had a lot of fun on the bus. I was with Leah's class and... Yeah. Um, Which was Griffin's class, wasn't it? Or, oh, were they different? Uh, not sure. What, gra what grade was that? Reg They're in the same grade. Right, but I, I'm just wondering what it was. That second grade, it must have been Miss Foster. Yeah, second grade. It was second grade. Anyways, yeah. we were on the bus, and the bus, the uh, chaperone, one of the, I guess I was a chaperone, but I didn't feel like it. I felt like I was, I was. You with were the, the kids. cool chaperone. Well, anyways, <laughs> we passed a Wawa, and I had all the kids on the bus chant Wawa, Wawa, <laughs> as loud as they could, and it was so fun. Uh, but the other chaperones gave me the evil eye. And I guess they weren't experiencing the same freedom that I was in acknowledging that there is a Wawa. And hey, kids, maybe the bus could stop at Wawa. And uh, we, they just all jumped on that. And we started the chant. And it was loud. And the bus driver was smiling, thinking it was humorous. But the other chaperone wasn't. I don't know who it was. It doesn't matter at this no, point. No, Mike. Yeah. How dare you? If we're gonna stop it, how dare you? If get we're gonna kids stop to yell there, it. you better pronounce it. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make any chance unless it's. Wah, wah. Maybe they could be another sponsor, corporate sponsor. Oh man, Wawa. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Big one. That'll take us to the next level. New Wawa, big fan. Right outside my neighborhood. A lot of controversy <laughs> right across there. the street. Yeah, almost. right outside, right there. What's it's the controversy beautiful. with the Wawa? I know a lot of people didn't want it there. Which I get, like more traffic and the gas station and blah, blah, blah. Seems like blah, a blah. good spot, actually. Yeah, I think it's It's great. a high traffic area already, relatively speaking. Love it. Love it. Very happy. Why didn't you stop there? 
their coffee is not to my liking. <laughs> oh, not gonna but get, everything else not is gonna to my get liking. Sponsored now. What's that's your, me. That's my personal opinion. I have true. the freedom to express that I prefer other coffees over Wawa. Coffee's always a big debate, like Dunkin', Starbucks. Like people like their coffee. They have their go-to coffees. That's my one favorite thing is what I make in America. There you go. Yeah. That's good. I do make it at home. Three days a week, I make coffee at home. <laughs> the other, <laughs> the other days, I go to. Starbucks. to Starbucks, yeah. yes, I'm. I, I I love my Starbucks, but I love Native Cafe too. <laughs> Great green tea, avocado toast, Curiosity Donuts. What good else? people, yeah. Good atmosphere, Asgards. Good times, <laughs> good Asgards. <laughs> Why don't you get their coffee? You keep bringing up their green tea because I I don't know. Okay, because I, I gotta. I, hey, Native. Uh-huh. How about I stop by? <laughs> you hook me up with a coffee. Yeah. And I'll see what you got to offer. Yeah. There you go. I'm sorry I haven't done that yet. You I, I kind of get... You see, literally haven't done it this, yet. We talked about change. You know, I'm a creature of habit, I guess. You know, I'm conditioned. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. yeah. But knowing them is the key. So why haven't you gone to Native yet? Well, I have gone. I just haven't had a coffee oh, at Native. Yeah. okay. And I got an espresso machine at home now, which is mm. really great. Yeah. I got the DeLonghi. That's good. DeLonghi, which has, we have seems a, like we could. Breville here. I love it. Gets a lot of work. Gets a lot of action. A lot of action. Especially with my right hand. Oh, my God. What are you saying? <laughs> sounds, what does that mean? Wait, what's yours called? A de, I don't even know. It's a pretend. DeLonghi. DeLonghi. We could have That's some fun also, with that. Too, yeah, the long. I got a DeLonghi, <laughs> Colin. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, about boy. It. I tell you. Yeah, I got myself a DeLonghi. I was I was talking about <laughs> DeLonghi earlier. <clears throat> all right, so there's all that. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I love espresso. I do too. Yeah, right to the point. Let's get to the point. That you we know? love espresso. No, that espresso just like Is ultimately what? drink coffee. I'm not like. I get this coffee, yeah, but it's like, have espresso, I drink it, please. I like to drink it quick, huh? you know, get to the point, get me where I need to be. Yeah. I don't know. Help me. Take me there. Let's not beat around the bush. But I do enjoy, also I have a Breville um, drip coffee maker at home, and I do enjoy a couple blends for that too, but mostly it's espresso. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there. So I think we need to go to Native and have some espresso. You and me? Yeah. That sounds like a delightful time. Yeah. Jay would appreciate it. Jay and Joe and Kat and everyone else, but I don't know your names. This whole episode <laughs> has been like a tribute to Native. Except for that very serious moment where you almost cried and we were talking about things that Social are, media? <laughs> I almost had a... Social media and freedom and reality. I almost and the, cried. And the need for... I cried on the inside. Deep deep reform on a listen it's simple know when to put your phone away <laughs> step away from it it can consume you and i've seen it firsthand people get consumed and hey, listen rightfully so there's things people believe in got to stand up for take action absolutely but know when to just step away how helpful from your phone. though really is your phone for all of that i got on it's not, yeah i got on for business and i still tell myself 
it's probably helpful for business, yeah, but I'm you, not sure. Well, listen, yeah. well, I mean, you would be able to speak to it better than me, but I, I think, think it, it would helps. be hard to really, as a business owner, not take advantage of the potential that social media gives you in marketing and, yeah. and exposure. And it served as a creative outlet for me to just like immediately test when I have a, when I want to see how, when I want to see what it's like to share something important, like actually substantial, yeah. like an idea that will literally turn into a book. I don't know why it's an, it's a, it's helpful. <clears throat> the exercise of putting it out there, knowing that it's public is actually very helpful for me. Um, I've become increasingly more confident and comfortable and just, um, sort of just, uh, I guess, just willing to just be myself through right. it. But of course, that's not, I don't know, if, I don't think that's the normal way of using it. I don't know. Is there a normal way? Well, the What's conventional normal? issues that you already highlighted and yeah. we know are about are the the inherent addictive component, uh -huh. the, depend, the codependency, or I guess it's just dependency because the phone doesn't have any, I think it doesn't have a consciousness. And it's literally listening to everything we're saying, which is really fucked up. I was with a friend discussing, oh, we watched the Friends reunion. I never watched Friends earlier in life. Dude, I never did either. Yeah, I never watched now Friends. I, now I'm enjoying it, and it's fun. You, it's a nice background So you're going show. back to watch... I like things that can be on in the background that I don't have to be completely paying attention to because I'll be doing the dishes or <clears> making <throat> dinner. or that. It's a perfect kind of show for that. But the reunion was fun. But it wasn't like an episode. It was just them talking about the show. Literally just them as them. And yeah, I never was, got into Friends either. It's interesting that you've, you weren't ready for Friends. Like me and Pink Floyd, you weren't ready for Friends when it actually aired. Uh, it's nor probably true. It's probably since true. it's been in syndication for twenty years, you just weren't ready. Wonder you're why ready for am friends. I now ready? You think maybe you <laughs> you need friends. Yeah, I need some friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> you need friends. Now. Maybe you need you know, friends. You need Jennifer Aniston and uh, you know all those other guys. She's a lovely lady. Eh. And, I don't know her. Yeah. I can't say that. She, okay. Would you like me to be more technical in how I phrase that? <laughs> Lovely in what way? Yeah, she she on the as eyes a, or as a human being or um, her persona in many of the characters that she plays um, to me seems uh, just just delightful. Okay, How's that is that better? Good. Yeah, I'm more That's... I'm being more objective in that I don't know her and all that crap. Is it crap? No, <laughs> you appreciate her talents. Yeah, yeah. Cool. She was she's good. Aged I saw well. her, I saw her in Adam Sandler. I think she did a couple movies with him. I love big Adam Sandler fan. And um, What's your favorite Adam it was like Sandler a murder movie? mystery type. Uh, oh, the boat. Yeah, the and they boat. were like on a boat. It was good. Yeah, she I, was good in that. Was she? I didn't see that one. I'm not immediately drawn to her movies. It's like mostly when she's with Jason Bateman. That's what I like. <laughs> well, he's awesome. Because he's... Maybe it's more him. <laughs> yeah, I love Jason Bateman. That's probably the point. Is Ozark coming back? I have not watched past the first season, and well, I barely watched the first season. Wow. I, I, I enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it? No, I did. It's Wait, just, you're not watching Ozark? Well, that you can't have on in the background. No, you got to actually you gotta, watch you it. You can't That's the do point. your I'm, dishes while Ozark's on. No, I, there are very few shows you can just do your dishes to. Well, you, you shared that Friends is one of them. I think so. <laughs> 
what does that say about friends? That it doesn't require a whole lot of attention. Okay. To get the point. Yeah, it's not. It's it's best comedy show though. Is it the best comedy show? No, no. Oh, I'm, what, I'm saying I, I, that was is? a precursor to what I'm about to. I'm about to tell you. Are you telling what me? the best comedy? It wasn't show obvious is. that that was a question. I know. <laughs> or no, it, it was wasn't obvious statement. that that was a statement. It was a statement. Best comedy show. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm. I knew you were going to say that. that. Without a doubt. Agreed. And also not okay to just have on in the background. No. No. I, I've i thought about going back to the beginning. I actually only have seen the last few seasons of it. I haven't seen it from the beginning. Nor have I watched every episode, which is one of the great things about this show, is that, you yeah. know, and that I don't feel I have to watch it in order. You know? Best show. It's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Were you as into Seinfeld? No, yeah. but I appreciate Seinfeld Got for it. sure. Um, Jerry would be, he would hide his his issue, his offense there, but I think he'd be offense, offended. He seems like a, a sensitive fella. Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. I don't, I, maybe, I don't know. Let's forget I said that. So Dave, <laughs> <laughs> Larry David, however. Yes. Salt of the earth. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Salt of the earth. Seems like a real, he could solve all our world's problems. I think so. <clears throat> yeah. I think so. He's trying to. Yeah. I think he's trying to. One stop and chat and fatwa <clears throat> at a time. Listen. I could talk about all this stuff all day, but I don't want to bore your listeners. Yeah. Are you getting bored? No. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I could talk I could talk about this all day. I'm but uh I don't know if others want to talk about it. Well, or, we are going to run we are going to run out Let's of time. Let's take a caller. <laughs> do we have someone on the line? We could call somebody. Who do you want to call? Megan. We could call Megan. Remember, you met Megan. I did. I'm sorry, Megan. Who is Megan? Oh, boy. Um, oh. She remembers you. Yes. Just the other day at the distance, the other distance week. picnic. Yes. Yes, you, I yeah. do remember. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We could call her. We could call a D. We could call, we could call Nate. We could call Nate. We could call Jay over at Native. That's a great idea. We should actually do that. He's busy. What time is but it? But he might answer. He might appreciate that. Well, how long do you want this podcast to go on for? <laughs> it's, what time is it? Um, it's one. I'm, I'm cool. We, sh we should wrap uh, up by 20 after. I just anyway. don't know. How long do your episodes usually run? It depends, man. It depends. This this one, well, here, before we potentially call Jay, which could be a nice thing to end with. Um, I don't know. Do you want to say anything about uh, CBSD and, and that? What is that? Central Bucks. A lot of people district. taking CBSD these days. It's in everything, <laughs> right? Toothpaste and supplements and cannabinoid. Zduh. I have tried it. I don't. It made me sleepy. And, it oh, um, it very much makes. I you didn't sleepy. like it. I think I took it at the wrong time of day. I took it in the you morning. Shouldn't take it in the and morning. And then I wanted to take a nap. Yeah, and I, I said, "Why is everybody taking this? I, I don't that's get it." What happens? Um, I got. I should have taken it at night. I don't feel the need for it. 
Yeah, that's one you thing seem too. good. You don't seem like you need it. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You seem I, together. I do not need to downers. I don't need downers. Yeah. Even alcohol. I used to drink a lot. Yeah, like I was a big drinker. I used to drink beer. And You're drunk right now, right? I, I used to drink a lot, and then you know we started this podcast, and I I, <laughs> I left my fifth of Jack in the car. No, I um. Oh, I don't gosh. need it. It's I don't feel a need to drink anymore because I guess I'm free. Yeah, I don't really drink either. I feel I'm okay with it every now and then. Clarity really without it. Yeah. And not that I don't enjoy I enjoy a good glass of wine, trust me. But my thing is a good glass of wine leads to two, leads to, you know, three. And uh not that there's, you know, an issue there, but you know, if I'm gonna do it, get there. It's like coffee. I, I would just get me where I need to go. Sometimes you need that. But I guess my life, I feel so fulfilled. I don't need that at this point in my life. Um, yeah, I don't either. I don't mind it in the right context. And I won't drink true. a lot no matter what. But it's pretty, it's, yeah, net, it's very intriguing. Especially if I wrong. know I, I'm not like a, a don't drink to pass out type of thing. But if I, if I drink, I like to have, you know, a couple glasses. I'm good, you know. And usually I fall asleep then anyway. So like the Is Jay calling you? No, there, somebody called me, but we're not going to give them a plug. <laughs> Let's just say my car is in the shop, and they're probably calling to let me know. We shouldn't make jokes about why your car is in the shop in light of what we were just discussing, but it is tempting. Not funny, <laughs> but tempting. No, um, no. The whole point in that is it's good to... It's why you have a skateboard. Let's be honest. Yeah, who needs cars? <clears throat> I got Uber and a skateboard. You're set. Did you Uber here? Did you? <laughs> no, but I have a I have a loaner car from the car uh, you know mechanic, but from the Enterprise. No. Yeah. Oh right. All right. So I actually believe it or not, I said CBSD. What is that? The Central Bucks School District. Oh, not they they kind of suck these days, but, from what I hear. Oh God. Is that not? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I understand like New Hope Solberg is not doing what. Is it happening? Is this no? What is what is, is this mass what are you optional thing? Oh, mass optional. Hmm. What do you mean they kind of suck? I don't know anything other. I don't know. I just saw actually kinda... it was Adi, who brought this to my attention because I didn't Adi? even. Yeah. Um. I didn't even pay attention to the newsletter. Yeah, there was a lot going on with that. Just two uh, days ago. Two days ago, and I guess still is. And um, yeah, there are some pretty strong feelings uh, in regards to the fact that uh, kids in school do not need to wear a mask for the next for the last few days. It seems days ridiculous. It's what is their reasoning, their rationale? Because I don't understand why. Freedom. Freedom See? from Perfect. the mask. Perfect example. Which doesn't make any sense. There was an emergency meeting called, you know, um, why is it an emergency? Right. There's like six, seven days left of school. Why, why does this even need to be addressed now Next at this the, point? Well, right, no, it's only for the last four days of school. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's like the definition of stupidity. Why? Why does this need to happen? What are you trying That's to That's what prove? I'm asking. What is the reason? I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> Somebody got a, you know... All worked up, thought, oh, well. What a great you know, idea. This is a great idea. We'll let the kids feel so good after a whole year of wearing a mask and, and being, like, I'm not going to say okay with it, but they got accustomed to it. But like, your daughters have been doing it. They're fine. And, Sometimes they oh. get in the car. I, I say, you can take your mask off now. <laughs> like, they forget. 
because <laughs> they're so accustomed to it, you know, and they're they're awesome like that. But the the fact of the matter is that this didn't need to happen. Now it does. Just let him get through the year. It's over. Right. The school year's over. You know, like why make a big thing of this? And okay, you know, cases are down. This, that, the other thing. More people, and hopefully, will continue to get vaccinated. And here's the deal. None of this had to happen, but it evoked such emotion and controversy, rightfully so, because it's unnecessary. Yeah. Emergency meeting over this? Listen, it's ridiculous. And what happened at the, the meeting was even worse because I, there were all happened? these bullies and all these, you know, mocking of, of kids and parents who were speaking out. Really? On why they feel the mask should stay on. And... um. And there was this, you know, this this surge of just really distasteful comments and by other parents, by other parents, and not even parents. Supposedly, there was people speaking out who didn't even have kids in the school district who are like, no, they shouldn't have to wear a mask. It's like nobody cares about what you have to say, but somebody did because guess what? They voted to not have the kids wear masks for the last or few days. Or make it optional. Optional, you're correct, yeah. to stand corrected. So, yeah, that was real important to have to do. Like, this is what we're spending our tax dollars on, having emergency meetings so we can try to figure out, you know, whether this is important. Of course it's important. Just let them wear the mask. Like, or leave it make alone. make them keep the masks on. Make like them. they've done the entire... Um, eight months of school thus, thus far. Yeah. Listen, Colin, here's the deal. Give it to me straight, Mike. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. And it didn't need to come up. And somebody thought this was, you know, an important thing to, to you know, bring to the surface now. Do you think it's four concerning? Four days left in the school year. On a, on a larger scale, do you think it's concerning? Because I, I know from some... I think fairly informed Whatever's people. happening. There are in the context of like political, um, <clears throat> or in the context of like actual, what am I trying to say? People with, um, oh, when you're elected, elected positions. Yeah, there are elected officials who are um, relatively Q-ish, supposedly. I've heard that too. Yeah. So and, you know, the best thing, the, the, the biggest thing you can do is vote in November, right? right. Um and yeah, you can make a stand, you can get out there and, you know, express, of course, whatever. But again, it's unfortunate that it, it you know, turned out the way it did and that um, this rise in, in just distasteful, you know, behavior existed at a school board meeting with children present, you know, and were subjected to just hateful comments and ignorant comments. And, you know, that's a reflection of the division in this country and particularly in this area, battleground state, right? Pennsylvania, we've, we've feel, felt it more than ever. Though, keep in mind, Pennsylvania has always been a battleground state and divided. So again, I think we're seeing a bigger yeah. surge in this emotion behind it because of social media. That was the other thing you said earlier. Thank you. Just reminded me because I don't like leaving... Too many um, uh, threads on a untied, if you will. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't think it's most people. I I don't believe most 
I could be wrong. What's most people want anything like January six? No, because that was your most heartfelt moment. I thought sure. like you were really. That was when you you teared up a little bit. I don't think anybody. I don't think most people want that. But it is obviously a very powerful, hence feeling the inspiration to write this book, to be consistently vocal about <clears throat> um, the foundational uh, kind of reasons and um, uh, dis imbalances that are leading to these kinds of things, which I do think are mostly psychosomatic. And I, I don't think most people want anything close to that, even though there are some very loud, vocal, obnoxious folk. I don't think most people want anything like that. I agree. So, I, I, and I, I say this too, I, I would hope not. You know, but I, I think you're right. I think and hope you're right. Well, to be clear, I've actually had on this show a conversation with somebody who was there. You did share that with I me. I did. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's only one out of a couple thousand people, but or thousands of people mm -hmm. <clears throat> in general, given that not everybody who probably was supportive of it was there. I think it is hmm, I don't well it's hard to say what the future holds but I do believe obviously it's impossible to say but I do believe that if enough of us continue to pay attention to the I guess actually I don't know what to say because there is there are you know it's partly why I think we both like Bill Maher like he tactfully does point to the the dangerous things happening over there that we ought not to, that we shouldn't ignore. And I am glad he does that. And there are things that we can't ignore. So right. I guess I can't really say what the, what I think is going to happen. I'd, I'd be stupid to predict, but I do believe most people want, and it guess comes back to that conversation with that gentleman. Most people want at the core, um, enough of the same. Like the, what we want, hence the, the foundation of what freedom is, even though it's different for some people, it is the same in general. There are, the similarities are there across the board, regardless of differences. I do continue to see that as the case. Yes, like we said, sometimes there's an impasse. The thing we didn't talk about and won't talk about, there are potential impasses, and we can't be ignorant to that, but I don't think that's the norm. I don't know, and I don't know a lot, a lot of people that I can't connect with on a deep enough level. If I'm self-aware enough about how am I being, how is my, how am I feeling, and just being present with them right. to just to just experience them as they are in this moment. Right. There are very few people I can think of that I can't connect with. Really, maybe nobody. At the end of the day, honestly, it probably does mostly come down to me. Um. It takes work <laughs> or at least a commitment it takes a commitment a willingness so what the hell was i talking about the education <laughs> yeah that willingness to connect that's the key so it's sad it's a sad state you know that let's call jay <laughs> uh, we could call jay let's see what he thinks about this but i, I think um i think a good question for jay i hope he answers let's see if not we can you know modify this section <laughs> i am gonna 
In the meantime, I'll say... We are going to have to wrap up anyway, though. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> has it? Yes. That's good. Even though... Uh, well, never mind. We'll just leave it at that. I'm so glad to hear that. What? It's been a pleasure for me as well. I'm seeing... I'm texting Jay. You think we should just call him? <laughs> Let's just see. What just call. Saying. See let's if he see. answers. And, uh, What's the worst that could happen? If he answers, that's great. If not, we'll move on. You want to pretend that you're him? If you... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we could do that. What's up, bro? Dude, he, he answered. Jay. You... Yo, what up? How are you? Good, man. Good. I'm literally recording a podcast right now. We've been talking about Native, and we've been joking. I don't know if you know Mike Striegel. <laughs> You would probably know me if you saw me, but um, how are you? We've been promoting Native Cafe throughout this entire podcast, and Colin said, hey, I got a great idea. Why don't we just call Jay and get him on here with us? It, dude. dude. There he is. Yep. Thank you, man. In the Thank flesh. You. Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to some of the podcasts earlier, and it was awesome, but I am um, so busy here, especially with the donuts, dude. Colin, you got any, dude? Tomorrow. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, well, today was National Donut Day, and we had some, but they like flew out in like half hour. So. Wow! Shoot, did not even know it was National Donut Day. I know. I didn't Colin, either. You should be on top of that, dude. Come on. I know. I'm You're the donut king. <laughs> I I am tomorrow. Will you have them tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. All right. How well, many do you want? We'll stick with four, buddy. Uh, although I am, I am going to a family gathering, but they would probably prefer I don't bring too many. Maybe eight. We'll see if I'm lucky. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, I'm just delighted you answered. Thanks for being. Yeah, dude. Thanks Absolutely. for answering. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you, dude. <laughs> All right, Jay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks, man. Bye. Jay, <laughs> this is the Native Cafe episode, brought to you by Mike Striegel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There we go. The sponsor changed. Wait, what is, what is or was Petty the Petty in a nutshell? Is that even a thing anymore? Petty is always a thing. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Petty represents us all. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I'm at Petty the Petty. Um, Petty the Petty. Yeah. At official, the official yeah, He's Mike been Strader. on a little uh, siesta of sorts. He's um, kind of yeah, a long one. Yeah. He's, he's you know, well-deserved rest. He like worked hard for a little bit and... Um, no, he's he's down in um, in the islands, enjoying himself probably with good company and um, a few margaritas or two, um, or happens. maybe a, a Bahama Mama. Okay, okay, or two. Petty's Petty's Petty. Check him out at Petty the Petty. Dude, Space Petty was my favorite episode. We'll make sure to steer everyone to your social media when we. Uh, release this episode gotta um, keep people on that social media <laughs> the double-edged sword <laughs> that it is as we've discussed throughout this episode yeah you can follow me if you want <clears throat> if you don't i don't again i, I do don't what you want you're care. Yeah. i don't care you do what you want freedom it would be nice to have you on board freedom baby i won't say you're missing out but you're missing out i would agree you're good missing times out. good times so you're going to watch Medicine Man. Um, I think I'm going to watch his name, every Sean Connery movie. and uh, Randall Park. Again, who? Who is this now? Randall? He was in WandaVision? 
Yeah. Ant-Man. There he is. And you brought him up with regard to the Dude, interview. You know this guy, he started in AT&T commercials. He used to be... Yeah, that's your competition, buddy. It's not my, it's not my competition. <laughs> love, love AT&T. Ma Bell. But this guy started... If in, we were continuing, that would have been a good segue to John Oliver, but we're not going there. No, he's an asshole. <laughs> and that's all we need to say. There you go. Yeah, but this guy is not. He is awesome. Say He's his name again. I can't see. Randall Park. Randall Park. Love the Randall. Check him out. You're Google Randall Park. Medicine Man and the one he's in, um, Always Be My Maybe. You're going to watch both. You're going to Always love Be My Maybe. The family could watch both, but With you and I do. a cameo seen. by Keanu Reeves. So the great funny. one. We refer to him as the great one so. in my house. <laughs> we should go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Do you want to say anything else? That's it. Okay. Nope. All right. Cheers to the great one. Uh, yes. Thank you, Colin, for having me. Koru, movement, movement matters, not bowel movements matter. Uh, Though they, they all, do. No, they all do. But yes, movement, movement, movement matters. does matter. Awesome. Be well, be safe, be loving, be kind. And next time we'll call Philadelphia Table Company. We'll call them. so they don't feel left out. And we'll, let's do some prank calls, too. Just call yes, random places. Yes. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> that kind of stuff. That Mike, would be fun. Mike Crotch. Like the Jerky Boys. Yeah. The, <laughs> remember the Jerky Boys? I do. I mostly just know the Bart Simpson ones. Yeah. Calling Moe's. Moe's Tavern. Calling Moe's Tavern. We should have just done that to Jay. <laughs> Next time. Next Except time. Except he now he knows. Caller. He knows my phone number. Oh, so I should have called him. That would have been better. Next time. All right. Next time. Stay tuned. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. All right. Time to boogie on out of here. That was fun. And Mike, what can I say? It's always a pleasure to be around you. Can't get enough of you, buddy. Can't get enough of any of you. It's the best. This is the best. I love doing this with you people. And I hope you enjoy it. And let me know about this whole lifelong learner thing, because I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep at it. I'm gonna keep testing the waters with this. I think that is really getting to the heart of it. Movement matters the podcast for lifelong learners. It's got to be short. It's got to be sharp. It can't be something like Movement Matters, the podcast for people who are consciously being and becoming lifelong learners. That sounds ridiculous. I know. Um, it's the truth, but it sounds ridiculous. A lot of things I say sound ridiculous. And that's okay. Because it's fun. And it's still, it still has value. As another friend put it uh, in one of his questions to the public recently, uh, this is either gene is this genius or madness? I can't tell which one. And uh, the answer is, quite frankly, potentially both. I'm not claiming that anything I do is genius. I'm just acknowledging the possibility for both at once. Hopefully, you knew that. So, go get your donuts and your coffee at Starbucks if you're Mike or Native if you're a listener to this. And get your tables and overall anything with wood from Philadelphia Table Company. And then put beautiful works of art that you can enjoy with your caffeinated bloodstream and awareness of um, the beauty of decor. You can be looking at art from Tony Ortiz. 
it's a winning combination. You don't even need walls. You don't even need floors. You just need the coffee, the tables, and the art. I don't know what else you would possibly need, except for this podcast, which is for lifelong learners. Have a nice day. Thank you. <laughs>